Hi, I'm Michael Payan with American Grassfed Association. And in this interview, we'll be talking a little bit about solar grazing. I want to explain how this could be an extra opportunity for producers to create additional revenue streams and access to pastures for grazing. I hope you guys all enjoy this video and get a lot out of it as well. Um, I'm Michael Payan. I'm the marketing director at American Grassfed Association, and I'm here with Lexi Payne from the American Solar Grazing Association. And I would love to have you introduce yourself a little bit before we get started. Thanks, Michael. Pleasure to be here. I'm Lexi with the American Solar Grazing Association. I have a farm here in the Finger Lakes of central New York. I raise sheep on the farm. And with the sheep, I bring them to solar arrays. And at the solar arrays, they eat vegetation and keep the sun shining on the panels. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit more about your background and a little bit about what you do with American Solar Grazing Association? My background has been in agriculture and renewable energy since 2000. And I started with growing plants for a green roof plant nursery that we owned and operated, which is specialty horticulture. And I did that for 10 years. Um, along the same path, I helped direct the efforts of a community owned wind farm. And when both of those projects came to an end in 2015, it was clear that I liked agriculture and I liked renewable energy um, and I liked running sustainable small businesses but that I needed to find a new path forward. Um, 2015 in upstate New York, there were very few solar arrays, but the ones that were nearby were owned by Cornell University. As it happened, Cornell University had a really great sustainability program. And a few of the other people who ended up being the founders of the American Solar Grazing Association were involved in those early solar arrays. They were the ones who figured out that livestock do a better job than landscaping equipment at solar sites. We kind of figured it out from the ground up together as a group. How does this work? How, does, how do the negotiations work? What are the precedents? What are the policies? What are the modifications to the solar site? So we figured it out and we reached out to people around the country and around the world. And starting in 2018, we founded a real organization. But up until that point, it was a lot of me picking up the phone and talking to the three people in North Carolina and the two people in England who knew about this. Um, but it was outreach to the solar industry that really led us to believe that we needed to found a formal organization. Without that, um, we just found that there was a lot of, there was misinformation. There were people grazing for free. There were people grazing without contracts, and there were people using goats on solar sites. Not a good plan. In its simplest form, what exactly is solar grazing? In its simplest form, it is uh, controlling the vegetation so that the solar panels can function with sunshine on them, uninterrupted. And so there's minimized fire risk at solar sites from that same vegetation. And also so that the other workers, usually electrical service workers, have free and easy access to maintaining equipment. What the reason is for sheep is that they fit, they're compatible species. 
Um, the joke is that they're like Roombas of solar maintenance. So they are just the most harmonious, most compatible species. And they function regardless of the terrain type. A hilly spot, a rocky outcrop, sheep are all over it. A flat terrain, sheep are fine. Landscaping equipment, you either need to, you know, it needs to be pretty flat and level, can't be too wet, can't be too rough. And remember, these landscaping equipment don't usually drive themselves. So in hilly upstate New York, you might have steep terrains and that provides safety risks for, you know, your operators. The other thing you have is you have solar panels that people have to physically climb under to maintain the vegetation. You have to maintain it with weed whackers and that be forms another safety risk where you've got workers spending hours crouched under solar panels with wiring. It's all electrified and eventually people hit their heads. So why not use sheep that can just walk right underneath? So our, our concept is you're producing food and fiber in that same acre as you're producing clean, renewable energy. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that renewable energy so important to our future? Uh, well, I think the clean, renewable energy is so important because we have got to make the leap now. Um, I, in fact, I just got my first electric car this past week. Um, because I have kids and I want them to be able to live on a planet that's habitable um, because otherwise marginalized peoples and, uh, you know, so many people's livelihoods. And in fact, the entire human race, I think, is going to be threatened unless we take serious action, which the solar industry boom and the, it is, is working to address right now. And what is the connection between solar grazing and regenerative agriculture? I think I would say that you can find the best practices of regenerative agriculture and apply a bunch of that knowledge base and those standards to solar grazing. What I'm hoping to see more of is um, more um, considerations for soil carbon sequestration and soil health. And, and that's coming. That is definitely coming and, and there are increasingly both solar industry professionals as well as ecologists and legislators that are considering the benefits to habitat creation, biodiversity, um, soil health, all, all at the solar sites. How does this present a scalable economic opportunity for ranchers? For ranchers with sheep or ranchers with livestock experience who are willing to invest in sheep, um, the solar is being built in rural America, and it is being built um, actually at scales where they are, you can have a sizable flock and a sizable income from that flock alone. Um, but in addition to that, you can have, a, have that secondary income stream from the vegetation management. And that's where it becomes about viability for these ranchers. So if you have a grazing services business and you have sheep, um, you can have those two income streams. And like I said, it's the scale at which solar is now being constructed that means that it's not just one, five, 10, or even 40 acre solar array. There are either networks and series of the distributed generations scale arrays, so 100 acres or less, 
or the utility scale solar arrays, which are typically 100 to 20,000 acres. Um, that's a big business opportunity, no matter how you slice it. Being constructed, that means that it's not just one, five, 10, or even 40 acre solar array. There are either networks and series of the distributed generation scale arrays, so 100 acres or less, or the utility scale solar arrays, which are typically 100 to 20,000 acres. Um, that's a big business opportunity, no matter how you slice it. It seems so common sense, the concept of having an animal, you know, eat the vegetation under the solar panels. And it, it's like we're a decade behind here in the U.S. when I'm looking at what other people are doing. And I see, you know, you're like a trailblazer for this here. So what what is your advice to someone who's looking to get started? You know, what what have you learned along the way? I've learned so much and I do credit, um, you know, folks in Europe, um, people in South America, and um, now people in Australia for um, really being open and, and sh willing to share information about how this practice works. Um, one thing I would say is that ASGA does freely share a lot of information with the public. If you go to solargrazing.org and you just look at our research tab, um, we try to post there, for example, most recently, the Australians did publish a guide on how solar grazing works. Um, and it, in that case, I mean, you know, a lot of the mechanics. How often do you shear your sheep if you're, if you're, if you're raising wool sheep? Um, uh, what are the mo modifications that are recommended for a, a solar site? So we are freely sharing what, we, what there is in terms of the body of knowledge. Um, and for farmers and ranchers, you know, who are looking to get into this, you know, I'd, I'd say um, we also have free monthly calls. Um, we, we record them and host them on our website, but I've been calling up anyone who wanted to talk about solar grazing all over the world for four years. And so please just know that we're trying to host that, you know, institutional body of knowledge and um, participate, reach out, call us up and we'll see if we can interview someone else who might have, you know, your specific set of questions. Um, lastly, I would say that People with targeted grazing experience, so your members who are in the Western United States by and large, you know, they will really understand this the best. Um, it, is, it is really just a form of targeted grazing. And I, I am working on the targeted grazing working group for American Sheep Industry Association. So that will be a chapter in the ASI uh, targeted grazing work, working group um, new handbook in 2023. So, you know, hold on to your hats. <laughs> Do you have any final comments for the, for the people? Um, you know, you know, call us up and, uh, and tell us how it goes for you. Um, you know, do your research and um, definitely don't go into these negotiations without a contract. Um, but, but we want to, we think this is a, an amazing opportunity to, to bring two industries together. Let's bring together the renewable en energy industry and let's bring together um, farmers and agriculturalists and make this a success. Let's make this a success story for us all.